BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C. Coming to you live from downtown Detroit, this is Benzinga's Pre-Market Prep with your host, Joel Conan. This is a volatile puppy here, isn't it? And Dennis Dick. I've been a penny. I will buy the stock for a penny. With everything you need to start your trading day. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to this Thursday pre-market prep. Spencer Israel, Joel Elkanen, Dennis Dick, Mitch Hot with you this morning. What's on our radar? We got some earnings. We got some ratings. And of course, we can't go a whole show without talking about which stocks are moving. Thanks to Kathy Wood and or Jim Kramer. Uh, two guests uh, coming on this show today. Our first guest is Mark Chicken. He'll be on at 8.15 then at 8.35, we have Buck Andrews, the co-founder of Inform. Today's show is also sponsored by Inform. Inform's enterprise news productivity tool is designed to enable you to perform more through stock research by isolating specific headlines that are most impactful to your portfolio. To learn more, go to inform.info. That's I-N-4-M.info. There's the link on the screen. Uh, let's throw it to Joel now. Joel, update us. How are we doing this morning in the overnight trading session? Uh, green on the screen once again. Uh, caught a bid really right off that 6 p.m. open. Do, we, do I have my screen up for you? Yeah, we're good. Share, share my screen. Okay. And uh, boom. Support 4075. That's where we're at. Pre market low, pre market high 5975. There's really. No levels out there. We had a big breakout in the market yesterday. Uh, crude can't clear 54, but hanging at 53. That's down 19 cents at uh, 53.12. Gold trying to tack on from yesterday's gains. That's up 80 cents at 1867.10. Silver in the green by 14 cents at 25.905. And Bitcoin down. $2,620 at $32,415. let us zero in on that Bitcoin chart here, Triple D. What are you thinking? Is it just uh, Show it to me. I never look at it. Look at That's the futures right there. Hmm. I mean, we broke in trend. It doesn't look pretty. Do I think the story is over, though? So I'm not a Bitcoin trader, full disclosure. I own some. I sold half to take my money out. So I'm completely playing with the house's money forever now. And I'm not planning on becoming a crypto trader. I'm just sticking with it because I think the story is still intact. But those technicals don't look good. So if you're looking to come in and buy it here, I think you got to wait. 
Yeah, actually, you got a you got a pretty good level if you're you know if you're trading the futures. You know the futures are full margin over there. They don't they don't mess around on this contract. Uh, but the day after you made that all time high, boom, you had a low at thirty one oh five. Today's low thirty one two sixty. Let's just call it thirty thousand. Holds there. I think it breaks trend. Breaks thirty. I just don't like the way it looks between thirty and twenty five. You know. Just that lightly traded area, but well, it ran up through it quickly, so it can come down through it quickly. We always say that. So, yep. All right. So, what do you? I, see I mean, there's nothing really to trade on. It's story and technicals. You know, the story I think is still there. That's why I think eventually it's higher. Um, I stuck this in the long, long-term retirement account, so I intentionally wouldn't look at it. Like I literally, you know, I can see, you know, people say it's down two thousand, but that's the first time I've looked at a chart on Bitcoin in a week. So, okay. It- there's some news out too, and I'm surprised it's down. Spencer, give us the news uh, about BlackRock. Yeah, BlackRock's getting in. Uh, they're, they're they're allowing. Uh, there's one fund. I think one of their mutual funds uh, is is adding Bitcoin now. So this and that's notable because BlackRock is the world's largest asset manager, or or second largest behind and them and Vanguard are one too. But uh, yeah, the black. Let me get the exact fund. The BlackRock. Um, the, the, there's two funds, BlackRock uh, Funds 5 and the BlackRock Global Allocation Fund are, are adding Bitcoin or making Bitcoin eligible um, for their funds. So I guess that's interesting. I mean, all of this is, it. you know, the question is for me from a long-term perspective, is there going to be a more institutional action coming into this? You know, There has, there has been. There I has know been. there has been. Yeah. And do we think that's just going to stop and go away or do we think that's going to continue? That's really whether you want to be long or short Bitcoin. It's not about, oh, I think we're going to be all transacting in Bitcoin. I don't think anybody is going to be transacting in Bitcoin, except, you know, maybe some of the gray markets. But majority of people are not going to Bitcoin. It's not a, a future, you know, where I know you goes been on the show and say, oh, it could replace the financial system. I completely disagree with that. I don't think that's happening. Um, but is there a story here? And we are always talking, you know, is there a story to carry it? There's a great story here. And that's why I want to be part of it. That's why I finally bought at 17000 because I'm like, you know what? I think the story continues in 2021, and I don't see it going away anytime soon. So with that being said, I want some exposure. Am I dumping you know, half my money into Bitcoin? Hell no. Am I dumping a little piece of it into it? Yeah. Like I had about 1% of my money, 1% of my net worth into Bitcoin. Just for fun. You know, you just go with saying, oh, show maybe we should go to five. I'm too spooked to go to five because I think I'm buying just nothing. I'm buying just digits on a screen. But 1%, sure. You know, we'll take a flyer. If it goes to zero, well, I'm always playing with the house's money, so I can't ever lose it as long as I don't add to it. Right. So at this point in time, and Joel, I know you did the same back in the day. Maybe that's why you're scared to come back in, because you quickly doubled your money in Bitcoin, too, I believe. Yeah, yeah, yep, yep. Back when I it was did. like 6000 to 12000 Joel. Uh, it was actually like it was that one Thanksgiving run on uh, 7, to, it went from 7 to 20 in a heartbeat and then when i couldn't sign in the day that it had 20 i said <laughs> i couldn't get in i'm like i'm done with this they yeah. left in, but they won't watch out roach motel we used to right. call that but like uh, old nasdaq when you traded nasdaq back in the day they let you and they won't let you out did you know fun fact that because automation had come in and the nasdaq market makers weren't fast enough that they put a rule in back in the mid 90s for auto, for, the, for the, just to fight off the automated traders, to fight off the new high frequency traders, that if they had an offer out there, they had if if you went and let's say they offered the stock like Microsoft at fifty bucks, you could say okay, I'm I, I send my order to buy your offer fifty dollars, 
they had 15 seconds to decide whether they wanted to move it or not after you already <laughs> said I would take it. The, Google it. It's true. And I can remember, and we used to call it the Roach Motel because they let you in when they won't let you out. I'm like, I'm lifting the offer. And then, you know, all of a sudden, 15 seconds later, they put you on the bed. And then you go up, I'm lifting the offer, and they put you on the bid 15 seconds later. So you take their offer, you know, all these NASDAQ market makers, and they had that, that option, the 15 seconds. Do we really want to sell it to you? Was our offer? So they weren't firm off. 15 seconds. They were doing that to fight off because the automated traders were picking them all off and they were losing money. Obviously, eventually it all went automated, and we know the market makers became all automated as well. And now it's, you know, algorithmic market making. But that's the way it was back then. So we called it Roach Motel. New York Stock Exchange wasn't like that because you had the specialist and it was a different, you know, it was altogether different. But the NASDAQ stocks, they had that option to cancel after you already took their offer. I lifted your offer, buddy. Oh, no, we have 15 seconds to change our mind. It was crazy back in the, in the late 90s. The So's Bandits. The that's so's what they were calling. Yeah, well, that's what they were trying, you know, and that's a different thing altogether. Like that was people trying to lift offers, you know, and and put out and and you know we don't want to get into all the you know technical stuff from back then but you can google that too and they were complaining the market makers were all complaining about that too algorithmic traders were just smarter that was the bottom line and we know algorithmic traders eventually took over the market so they tried to stop them but they couldn't stop them yeah i'm not going to repeat the story of when uh that one trader in our uh, office actually pulled down the nasdaq and we got that call from eddie because uh the one, got, on the one stock. On the one stock. Yeah. He was sending so many orders and canceling them so fast yeah. that NASDAQ called Bright and then they and they're like, Is there a guy in your office trading Intel? He goes, Well, he's totally screwing up the Intel uh the Intel feed. Too many orders that couldn't yeah. handle it. Because the cancels were <laughs> this is back was, late nineties. Yeah. But anyways, let's We uh, have a lot of algorithmic like I did algorithmic trading back then too. I've done all years of algorithmic trading and it was it's different you know like obviously now it's a lot more competitive and stuff but i mean algorithmic trading back in the late 90s early 2000s it was it was good money because you're fast so now you know you're competing against all the other speed and it became a speed race and uh, it's funny i went full circle i went from manual to algorithmic and back to manual because i find that you know and i still do some algorithmic trading but it's not my bread and butter anymore for the simple reason is i can't compete with you know the the, the high speed traders because it's you know the, it's all about latency and <laughs> obviously became you know money you know all, all dependent on how much money you can put into your systems so people spend tens of millions of dollars to try to pick up a millisecond so hard to hard to hard to play in that you know race unless you have tens of millions of dollars to your exposed. Oh, just one final thing on Bitcoin. You know what? Uh, you know what would get it blasting off? Why? When? If Kathy Wood bought some. <laughs> that would probably work. <laughs> Kathy's went away from the equities here. Let's talk the Bitcoin stocks, though, because let's be honest here: Riot, Mara, BTBT, um, MSTR. A lot of these have completely imploded you know a lot of these are down 50 percent from where they were two weeks ago like btbt it got up to 33 dollars. it's 16 riot riot got Jeez. up to 29 it's 19 so a nice 35 percent haircut in four days mara you know you live by the sword you die by the sword here 28 37 it's 17 so these things are down 40 to 50 percent in the last week and a half is there an opportunity here, Joel? Talk to me. Like Mara 15, where it broke out? That's from? what I said yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. Could that I mean, come down there? Would you be a buyer? I mean, you're buying like, you know, I don't know what your you quality you, of the companies you're buying here, but there's still a story there. You know what? You just, the thing is, is that you, you, 
you know, on the next run up, there, there's going to be people scratching their head at 20, you know, and 21 and 21 and a half and 22. And like, what the hell did I do? So I think I would do it for a shorter term trade, but we just talk about the overhead supply yeah. and that's what you hit. You know, I don't know. Should I get rid of that breakout there? Or we'll see. You know, I'm going to leave that because that was the three year high. So let's see if it comes down and see if that old resistance and new support. We obviously can see <laughs> the way Bitcoin, you know, I wouldn't want to be in any of these stocks if uh, Bitcoin, you know, breaches that double bottom at 31,000 either because there's not, I mean, just have to. Well, that's it. it. These stocks have fallen 40, 50 percent with, you know, you know, not as extreme fallen Bitcoin. So we know these are obviously levered plays against it, really. You know, they were rising a thousand percent when Bitcoin was doubling. So. They're gonna. You know, that, that's how the way this game works. If it's going up, it's awesome when you're in these levered plays. And you know, obviously, they're trading levered because they're moving exponentially compared to Bitcoin, right? Going from five to thirty. So, but I, you know, if you want to come and take a flyer on something like VTBT, fifteen dollars, you got a little out there. If you think this is it, I don't know if this is the bottom, but sixteen seventy two down to sixteen ten. Fourteen seventy was the low of the move two days ago. I mean, it's given back half of the gains. It did go from five to thirty, so you're now through. I think the fifty percent retracement, which is a little bit concerning because we like to see the bounce of the fifty percent retracement. But I mean, it's it's dependent on what Bitcoin's going to do. If you think Bitcoin's going down further, these plays are probably falling further as well. One that hasn't fallen as far as MicroStrategy MSTR. I mean, you say that I say that and it's down thirty dollars today, but. <laughs> You know, this stock went from, you know, basically 300 up to 600. A lot of them are down 40%. This one's only sitting down like 15, 20%. So it hasn't fallen nearly as far. I, I don't know which ones. And like I said, I don't really trade these things other than day trading them the odd time. But I kind of like the BTBT15. I, I, I just looked at that and that looked like the most, like the, sensible the most. Level. Yeah, yeah, sensible level. But uh Anyways, do you want to? Do we want to go over uh, the Kathy Wood buys real quickly, or sure. skip she, that she today? She bought one, two, three. I write them all down. Now. Five, ten. She bought thirteen stocks yesterday. Uh, the small ones are the ones that move. So, and yep. she's bought this one before. O P E N. She bought this one a couple days ago. Um, a C C D. Um, she also has bought before. Most of these she's bought before, and they tend to. Once she's bought them already, once they tend to not get as big of a move as you know the, the first time when she's buying them for the first time. Was there any like new moves? EXPC she had bought a couple of weeks ago. I think this is probably the biggest mover, and then people have forgot about it and started to leak down. Well, she bought more yesterday, and she pops it right back up to the highs. Like it looks like it was ready to break down, but the Kathy would pop brings it right back up to new highs again. Uh, I, I'd be cautious chasing some of these moves. Just on these ones, because one, you start to see some of these small little Momo plays not doing that well yesterday. It was definitely some rotation going from from uh, back into the mega caps. We saw that with Amazon being up $170. So, um, you know, and Amazon up here again this morning. So you're, we're seeing and you know, stocks like Jamiah, which I actually put a short on yesterday. Uh, I covered it, you know, but I shorted it when I was trading up because you could see that early rotation happening. Um I'm just somewhat cautious on some of the smaller plays right now. Small those small little story stocks. They're just a little cool off period to me. Yeah, not yeah, nothing nothing major. Yeah, uh, maybe a little cool enough. I sold I sold a half of my BlackBerry yesterday into the pop. You can't you can we talked about this, Dennis. We talked about selling. I, I'm supposed to hold the forever. You're not supposed to sell anything. No, Never we, sell. We, so we talked take the sell button and rip it off your keyboard. All right. I sold uh, a whole bunch of stuff. And replace it I'm, with I'm, I'm actually sitting with a little bit of cash. I was fully invested, but 
I'm just a little spooked. I'm um, still, I, I'm more... hot apples. I'm right. fully in those. But some of these small little Momo plays, I locked in some of the money. Right. I'm bringing Mark Chaykin on. Mark, talk some sense into me. Tell, tell Dennis never Stop sell talking. anything ever. <laughs> uh, you mean it's a bull market? <laughs> <laughs> never sell. Never Every sell. time you sell, three days later, you pound your head against the desk. Why did I sell? <laughs> you know what the peacock said in Jesse Livermore's book? If I sell, I'll lose my position. <laughs> i didn't know that actually uh, it's you know this is an interesting market i think the whole kathy wood thing is not going to end well how many i've been in the business 50 years i've seen all the gunslinger money managers who had this unbelievable track record and everybody piggybacked them from jerry side to peter lynch to you name it the, the more, mo- more modern names it, it never ends well. It's right. such a unique way that she does it other than, you know, because everybody else, you know, you wait for the you wait for your 45 days to see what they bought. She publishes every single day her trades. And you just wonder, like, I mean, it's kind of smart by her because she knows she buys a stock. I'll publish a trade. And the stock will go up 5% because I bought the stock. You're getting immediate, like, you're getting an immediate pop just because she's Kathy Wood. I mean, I look at the stock she bought yesterday, and she's bought some of these before, and they're still getting pop. OPEN, up 4%. ACCD, up 2.5%. Um, Bristol Myers is go up as much, but it's up too. You know, it is up. It's a thicker stock. But then there's some smaller ones like EXPC, up 11%. She'd already bought this one once, and it's getting another 11% pop just because she bought more yesterday. I mean, you know, this TXG she's been buying every day, and it's a thinner one. It moves around. But, you know, the, the, the newer one that we hadn't seen for a while, and PCAR. She hadn't bought PCAR. It's just it's a big company, Packer. And it's trading up four, 5% here this morning because Kathy Wood took a position on it yesterday and an awful candle. The stock was going, you know, straight down all day. Kathy bought the dip, and boom, it's right back up here again. I mean, it is just market people just following. And I'm doing it to a certain extent, too. You know, like I did in CRM yesterday because CRM was, you know, been in the gutter. And I was like, oh, Kathy Wood just gave it a vote of confidence. It might continue. I mean, it's it's tough to fade her. I think of Kathy Wood as one giant message board. You know, you take all the Momo traders on the message boards. She's the equivalent of a whole message board for her portfolio. And, and and it's it's a it's a benefit to her. I mean, she buys a stock and boom, EXPC. She's already up ten percent in it before she even did anything. Eleven percent. I know because Think, everybody's just following. Just parse what you're saying. This makes it sound so easy. And yeah, we've had a bullish rating on ARKK forever or ARKF, the financial innovation. And relative strength is great. Money flow is great. She's getting the um, the flows, the biggest uh, flows, because she's got the best performance of any actively managed fund. But I mean, unless we're talking to a group of day traders here or swing traders who don't have a longer perspective, I think we're just um, okay. Let's move on to people's, you know, big. Yeah, we're gonna have uh, we're gonna have Joe Granville on next. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, uh, Mark, I just wanted to ask you, and I've been meaning to ask you about I, FedEx. I, I did not get that reference. I'm just gonna say. Does anybody get <laughs> Joe Granville? Mark does. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's. Uh, I mean, uh, everybody followed him until uh, they didn't. Bob Proctor. Uh, okay, Bob. Pro- yeah, people remember him. 
What what about uh, you know uh, FedEx now is the is the because you said that was a poster child for the market and the economy and it kind of diverged here. What's the Jacob Power rating now here? And uh, what do you think? That obviously this hasn't this hasn't hurt the market at all. Market went went uh, went away went with it without it. Power gauge is neutral. You often get weakness in December on FedEx because you get anticipatory buying in November the okay. same way you get it in the retailers. I don't like the chart on it. I think uh, it's got to get above the 265 level. I think that's going to be really hard to do. And it's one of the reasons that I'm looking for a very short term top in the market here in uh, late January. Okay. All right. We so we think it'd be a long ways up from there, but okay, that's good. I just uh, I just wanted to uh, I just wanted to touch on that. Um, anything on uh, you know gold and silver? I mean, it, to me, it it just it seems like it's kind of. I mean, the charts looks like they kind of want to go, and then they don't. What's what's your your power gauge rating on you know GLD or SLV or what's your what's your take on the metals? My take on the metals is that they're a play on rising interest rates, and I call them the inflation trade. I'd rather okay. buy the agricultural commodities, which have you know, a better story. And you've got guys like Jim Rogers uh, buying and talking about the ags. Um, I, I don't think gold looks particularly uh, attractive from a chart point of view that 1800 level is really tough. And um, I'm looking at individual stocks that are going to benefit from the Biden presidency. And those have really worked out well here uh, since actually since January 6th, uh, when we had the riots in the Capitol. So you've got the infrastructure plays, the solars. Uh, one of the solar stocks caught a bid this morning from Morgan Stanley recommendation, Solar Edge. Uh, I think these are the names for solar, the TAN ETF uh, that you want to be looking at. But the infrastructure plays are my you know, real investment grade recommendation. Stocks like Quanta Services that we've mentioned on here, PWR, uh, really doing well. And, you know, PACAR probably fits into that um, mode, probably by why she's buying it. What about the way the financials have been acting to their earnings reports? This is in line with my theme that this is going to be a sell the news earnings season for uh, the stocks that were overbought heading into earnings season. That would really apply in spades to the financials. Um, good numbers from the major banks, great numbers from the investment banks, Morgan Stanley and Goldman, but a lot of anticipatory buying running into the print. And that says to me that it, that could be the case for other sectors as well. But the financials clearly, uh, not just based on earnings, but based on the potential for rising interest rates, which I think may have uh, played out already since Janet Yellen is committed to low interest rates and, and Powell isn't budging off a zero interest rate play. Um, I do have you know, a short sale candidate that ran right up to our short price that I think everybody should be thinking about, which is Zoom. Ooh. Uh, Zoom rallied from the uh, 340 area to 400 based on a lot of bullish recommendations, Motley Fool, uh, one of the big brokerage firms recommended Zoom. I don't know if it was Bernstein. Um, Dennis, do you remember who that was about a week ago? No, but... Let's see. 
What's we know mean? analysts can carry stocks for a bit. Yeah. Especially when they're in the gutter, they want that vote of confidence, and it got it. But it stalled out right at 400 again. Yeah, that was where we thought it would stall out. We were looking to short. And, and really not short, but get out of your long positions. Because if you own this as a growth stock, the story right now, in my view, is challenge. The, the play in Zoom right now is broadening out into telephone services, collaborative software. I've seen so many companies that go away from their core business think they can, you That's know, good point. go vertical, go horizontal, really, and, and broaden out their product suite. And it just doesn't work. It rarely works. Now, Zoom's, you know, great technology. There's competition. Ring Central uh, is coming in with software. You guys are using new um, collaborative software. Zoom has become a household word, but remember the last big tech stock that became a verb? You're, you're too old for this. It was called Xerox. I'm going to Xerox something. That wasn't the last. That was maybe the first. That wasn't the first last one. Thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, it, it didn't end well for Xerox. So that doesn't mean it's, that's why you get out of Zoom. But the chart on Zoom, I see a, a broken angel there. It's going to take some massive conversion of free users to subscribers to change the economics here. It's selling, you know, at unbelievable price to sales and price to earnings ratios. And I just think the stock is a broken stock. Mark, you said something earlier, you think it's going to be a sell the news earnings season. Uh, so are there any, are there any upcoming earnings reports that, that you maybe you're buying into the report and selling after? I think some of these, High-flying stocks like Pinterest and Digital Turbine, which are making new highs, uh, if they do pull back, and we, I bought some of these ahead of the earnings, I'm still long both those stocks, and uh, added to um, APPS when it traded back down to 50. Okay. But it, it spiked up 10% yesterday. Uh, these stocks historically, had, well, Pinterest had a huge spike of over 30% after the last quarter. That's not going to repeat itself. Uh, that's just too easy. You've got a lot of people who've noted that. But these are stocks that I would buy ahead of the earnings reports. Uh, one of them. So yeah, after. These all have neutral power gauge ratings. They were bullish. They've gotten way ahead of themselves in terms of realistic valuations. But you just have to respect stocks that make new highs here ahead of their earnings reports. Try and buy them on pullbacks. All right, Mark Chaikin is the founder of Chaikin Analytics. You should check out that platform. They've got a pretty good power gauge rating. It gives you a nice high-level view of various factors and how they uh, how they uh, dictate sentiment and influence sentiment of the stock. Uh, Mark, thanks for the time as always. Have a good one. Pleasure. Enjoy, guys. Thanks, right. Mark. 827. Let's go to – let's talk about – some of these uh, these ratings that we have today. There's a, there's a number of in very influential. We talk about Kathy and, and and Jim Cramer having influence. Well, the analysts are saying, don't forget about me. Let's start with Ford. I don't know if I've seen this. I, what I don't do you know got? If, I can't remember. Uh, Short term buy list is, is is that a thing? Because that's what that's what Deutsche Bank, I believe it's Deutsche Bank that said yesterday they're adding Ford to their short term. Buy list. I, I guess I so didn't, got a day trading list now. I guess I didn't realize the analysts had short term and long term lists. I thought they well, only had one list. Now. 
we're adding this for a two-day buy list. We think it's going to go in the next two days. And you know what? Our, our, our analyst call will probably be the catalyst to get this thing going. <laughs> is what the base is saying. I mean, Ford got kick-started, don't kid yourself, yesterday, or two days ago by Dan Nathan on CNBC. I'm not joking. Um, he gave it props. Dan can move stuff, too. And he said that this was a catch-up trade. GM, he says he'd buy it right now. And the stock went from 10 to 10.30 in like 10 seconds after he said that on CNBC. It continued to go yesterday. And then it gets the Jim Cramer follow-through last night where Jim Cramer comes out on Ford and says that he thinks this is a big EV play for the year. I mean, we've been talking about Ford and GM being EV plays on this show for a long time. Me, Spencer, and Joel all bought this stock in the sevens because we thought that they're going to have an F-150 that's going to be electric. It's going to be a pretty good selling car. I mean, now people are starting to catch on that, hey, Ford and GM might actually be EV plays that are cheap. You know, they're, they got, you know, cheap valuations and they're EV plays. So it's kind of like you get even, you know, in the case of GM, I mean, the dividends are all gone from the financial crisis, but they could reinstate those too. Don't kid yourself as, you know, the, as the, as you know, the, the economy gets stronger here at the vaccine, you could see a reinstatement of dividends on Ford and GM too, which could pop the stocks as well. I'm not long GM. I was long for a bit. I'm still long Ford. Are you still long Ford? I I've been I've been dancing in and out of it and uh yesterday when I went through that it had a pair of highs at 1020 and it just looked like it wanted to go through it after the you know right off the open so I just played it but right into the close is you know I said okay that's you know by thinking that it was going to have problems at 11 I thought wrong and oh, then no. what what time did that uh that Deutsche Bank uh was that oh, did that come out? Gosh, let me let me see. Do you have the exact oh, during the time? day yesterday? It was, no, it, it, was it was in the afternoon, but let it me was see. in the afternoon? Yeah. Because you could tell I was looking at that thing and just like right like right after the close, I knew I was wrong. I knew I was wrong to sell it. And I didn't know about the Deutsche Bank thing, but I just immediately knew that I'd made a mistake. I don't have an exact time. I just know it was yesterday afternoon. Yeah, I, I think we're giving the Deutsche Bank note too much credit because okay. I'm telling you, CNBC is so widely watched. And it's moving stock okay. like never before. Um, Ford was flat when Jim Cramer said, and it's up 40 cents because of, of Jim Cramer last night. He said this is a full EV play and people are like, oh, Ford. <laughs> so, I mean, ten, gets 10, probably 1250. I'm thinking now, you know, like you well, just you think like thinking. that. Yeah, the Kenny Glick strategy. I mean, it works. So I'm I'm long for it still. I did sell some for it. I had sold half of it. I actually tweeted that out a few days because I thought it was going to struggle. Look like it was struggling at ten, and you know then obviously you know it gets the pop and the pop. So I'm already seller's remorse. You always seem to have seller's remorse when you sell anything. Yeah, that's the market. Are you still long it, Spencer Ford? I am. Yeah, um, Spencer but, does. But, but, but I bought it. Sell. But I bought it. No, that's not true. But I bought it because of the 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 um. The the Bronco, right? The, the, like the, or the, the EV? Too. No, the, no, no. The EVF one fifty. That's why I bought it. The yeah, EVF. Same. Right. We talked about it. We right. all talked about it on the show, and then we all went and we all bought Ford because right, but I didn't think it was going to go up before that. I thought it, I thought when they whenever that F one fifty comes out, that's when it's going to. So, but the and the street ant looks ahead two years. They always say it looks six months. It's looking like out two years <laughs> right for now. A day trade. So it just needs a story, and that's going to be the story that carries it. I think there's a dividend reinstatement coming for some of these stocks too, though, as long yeah, as COVID, probably. you know, goes. So so that could be a catalyst too. So I like them both. I like Ford and GM. I'd be a buyer of pullbacks. Not chasing here though. I mean, you're totally in chase mode now. These are stocks that don't move like this. GM has moved up. You know, it's up again this morning. 
It's moved up 20% in five days. I mean, this is not That's General GM. Motors. It's GM. They don't move like this. But EV, Robinhood's grabbed a hold of the story now. Well, so we okay. were way ahead of it. We were almost too early on it. You so, know, we bought, so we bought it and it didn't that, go anywhere for but a while. Since you mentioned Robinhood, my theory is that a lot of people on these new trading apps like Robinhood or Webull, a lot of people that own Ford and GM own it not because they bought it. They own it because when you sign up for the platform, you get a free stock. And a lot of people got Ford and GM. Back when Robinhood was making their data public and you can look at the, the most widely held stocks, Ford and GM were always near the top of the list because a lot of people got that got those shares for free wow. when they signed up. Um, I, I I I got Snapchat when I when I joined Weeble. How many the, shares do you get? Like well, you one, get one. You get one. One share. Right, but if if there's a you know a million people on the platform and they, they they're all, all get... looking at this stock that they got, <laughs> right? So maybe that can actually drive it too. So we need to know what list, what stocks they given out over there because those are the next it, ones to move. Yeah. The other the other stock that moved off of Kramer last night was the Trade Desk. I bought this stock when he started talking about it. And I sold it way too soon. I'm like, and then I'm kicking myself here now. And it's looking like it's going to get the full Jim Cramer follow through here. He said he doesn't know why Trade Desk pulled back and he'd buy it right now. And the stock is up 18 points in you know a little bit of market effects, but not much. It's mostly up on Jim Cramer. So, I mean, it's a stock that's been in the gutter. It wanted a vote of confidence, just like CRM with Kathy Wood got the vote of confidence yesterday. Trade Desk gets the vote of confidence with Jim Cramer. So I think you can get follow through here too. I'm regretting, you know, just quickly day trading it when I probably should have just grabbed it and held on to it for a wow. bit. So it just yeah, look at the eight ten. I mean, if you I don't know how quick you know you had to be in that one, but I mean, look at all those highs at eight ten. It, it sold off hard and then it's kind of double bottom and then I don't it was mind sleepy. The that was sleepy. Yeah, no, when, he when Kramer yeah. gives a call on a sleepy stock like that. Oh my, yeah, for, form a Momo like that. Yeah, yeah no. it can kickstart it. That's a, like an, it's like an upgrade. It's, it's like an we're we're losing we're losing a little altitude here, folks, and uh, not much. I'm not calling the top of the market, but the <laughs> jobless claim that, you can't do that. And and Spencer, I'm just I'm just gonna you if you're under thirty, you can never sell. If you're if you're <laughs> that's the new rule. I'm not under, I'm not under thirty for very long. <laughs> okay, well then, all right, all right. I um, wish I was under thirty. <laughs> We we did get stay under fifty, Joel. We 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 did those get those fifty calls. You know the, but they they keep going up. So I don't know. Right, we, we, trade desk trade trading at the highs of the pre market session right here right now eight twenty nine. So you're gapping up. I mean you'd get a half. What's this high right here? If you want, I, I see a high eight thirty four eight forty thirty one. Uh, but it's just hold up. The other thing I just wanted to, you know, sometimes you can get something from these 15 minute charts, these pre-market charts, and some sometimes you can't, but, uh, we, we talked about Netflix yesterday and how it was just holding those gains. Right. And it, it look what it did off the open. We were looking at it in the pre-market and it was just holding. Where's my line at? Yeah. It was holding up so well that you could tell. There it, it is. Here it is. Higher. It was like, Hmm. And then right off the open, if you were quick, I had that line at 561.24. And, folks, this is where this changes. And I think this is important that you should note this. What's that, fuchsia? Is that what that color is? Teal. Teal? Uh, wait, wait. The, the one, the purple one. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, let's go with fuchsia. <laughs> that is the last 15-minute bracket 
before the open, the 9.30 open. So that's from 9.15 to 9.30. Oh, no, I think it's magenta. It looks like pink to me. That, no, it's All right, whatever the hell it is. <laughs> I call that pink. Okay. okay. Whatever the hell that is. Was... I have basic colors. <laughs> Roig above, like the colors of the rainbow. Red, orange, yellow. Roy G. Blue, it's Roy G. Biv. Biv. Roig above. Did you make up a new. Red, orange, yellow, green, blue. It's not, not Roig above. Is that Canadian? My grade nine art teacher, and obviously I, I don't want to fail grade three art, but I oh. didn't think it's a grade nine art. You had to take one year of art, and she said it was Roy Gabo. <laughs> Red, orange, yellow, green, blue, violet. I remember that today. It's the only thing I took out of art class. Roy G. Biff. Roy Gabo. Roy G. Biff. Real fast. Uh, real fast. I want, uh. to, I want to bring on our guest here, but we, we got initial jobless claims at 830. 900,000 jobless claims filed last week, which is silver lining. It's lower than the week before, but I mean, goddamn, we are 11 months in, into this crisis, and there were 900,000 people filing for unemployment last week. So, just crazy stuff here. All right, let's bring on our guest and let's get away from the the Roy G. Biv or, or the Roy Gabuv talk, as Dennis would would put it. Um, <laughs> Buck Andrews is the co-founder of Inform. Buck, good morning. Do you, do you know your colors as well as we do? Excuse me. Do you know your colors as, as well as we do? We don't know our colors very right. well. Well, you know? no, I don't, but my daughter does. She's an artist, so I can oh, bring her Oh, then, then we should have her on the show. And she can tell <laughs> yeah. us all, all about magenta and cyan and fuchsia. <laughs> and, and She's all, being uh, very good at TikTok, so, you know. All that good stuff. All right. <laughs> very good at TikTok. <laughs> Buck, what is on your radar here? What, what are you watching? Well, you know what? I, it's, um, the last few days have been kind of driven by macro events. Uh, instead of micro events. So I think, uh, you know, with the election and the new administration. So um, there are times where, you know, you have uh, the macro environment just kind of takes over the micro environment. Um, and I think big tech is a good example of that yesterday. Uh, you looked at the 19th, uh, Google had a um, upgrade from uh, Bank of America to their US one list. So we were watching that on the 19th and sure enough on the 20th, the thing exploded um, falling on the backs of Netflix. But you also had Apple, which has moved. Google's had a pretty good move now, so it's probably a bit extended, but Apple looks like it just cleared um, some resistance there out of a base. Um, so looking at that one, I think is if you pull up the chart there, I think that's it. Sure. A good one to look at. You question. know what was interesting, Buck, too, yesterday was, which I didn't anticipate, was the Netflix earnings drove all the money back into, like, Fang. And, you know, yeah. I did not notice, you know, in the, in the pre-market that happening, but that's what happened during the regular session. You saw the money flying back into Amazon, back into Apple, back into the mega caps. You know, Google had a fantastic day yesterday. I believe that's new all-time highs for Google. So this yep. money that had been, you know, just flying into the small little storage stocks, Netflix had the big quarter. They're like, let's buy Fang, and they were buying a hand over fest. They they were, and as you said, Google made a new high. So the question will be, you know, how far will that extend here, like for the next few months? You know, that that will be an interesting to, one to watch for a longer term trade. Um, and Apple's not far from its all time high either. You know, if you get a day like, uh, you know, Apple has a day like Google had yesterday, it's going to be approaching that all-time high here pretty quickly. I think it's only like $5 away or so. Yeah, that all-time um, high in Apple, that actually is 138.79. And what I like to keep an eye on, too, as well as the all-time 
closing high because that's where the big boys are marked. And that's 134.87. And that's so we're kind of, pretty yeah. close to that right now, right? Dull time closing high. Yes, sir. No, no, no. Yeah. I stand corrected. Uh, 136.69. That was the old time closing high. So we got it the next day. It was 134.87. A lot of times these stocks will make an all time, you know, a new all time closing high. And then the next day, spend a little time above it. But then once it loses that level, you know, it sometimes it turns momentum. And that was actually the impetus for the sell off down, uh, like, how low did we get? 125, 126? Yeah. What else are you looking at, Buck? Well, we're looking at, you know, it's earnings season, right? So yes, you've got to follow the, uh, the stocks that are having earnings and uh, PayPal. Um, actually, what was that? Google, Netflix yesterday was obviously driven by earnings. Um, you know, we have, I think, resolved the issues that we had um, going down. It looked like that uh, the onslaught of new signups was kicking our signup server over. I think we've got that uh, got that corrected now, and we've added some new features um, that actually allow you to track uh, the earnings really easily. And if I can share my screen, I'm going to show you all how to do that really quickly. Um, get the screen share here. Yeah, so Take maybe, it away. I'll stop sharing. Maybe we can okay. look at like maybe we can look at like Intel or IBM, both of which report uh, tonight. Okay. Um, well, I, I can also I can also grab my screen if you'd like if that's easier here let me uh, I think I've got it here okay Try screen what's happened there okay all right can you see my screen uh yeah but pull pull up your platform because we're just seeing ourselves <laughs> there we go oh really Okay, you know what, what I did there? I did its entire screen, but it didn't. Um... Here, I'll, I'll pull mine up. So I've, I've got it up on okay. my screen. So I've got IBM okay. up. All right. Um, actually, I wanted to go back to the dashboard if we could, um, because that is, there, there's some nice new features on there. To, all right. Now, you see, Spencer, see on the right side, we see this watch list. Mm -hmm. So these are, if you look at your impact screen, those are just all the stocks you've added, right? So the more stocks you add, uh, the, you know, the more stocks you'll follow. But if you go over to the right side where it says watch list, we, we've added a feature there. It should say, um, click on that. All right. So now click the refresh button on your browser. Okay. All right. Oh. <laughs> okay. Here, can, can we can we just go through some? I I, I kind of want to just go through some he, some headlines of a specific stock if we can. Um, Absolutely. Um, anyway, this this uh, should work. It's not working here. It's working on my computer. We figured that one out. New new feature. Um, but that allows you to actually look at the entire universe of stocks in the Inform Global, and we've got different buttons there. Like there's a button for earnings one, E one, E five. That pulls up everything that's reporting in the next five days, everything that's reporting in the next one day, um, and so forth. But uh, the buttons on our system on the dashboard are, are quite useful. Um, so, for, for instance, if you hit the B on the broker rating changes, there's all the broker rating changes. You hit all, it goes back to all. Um, and if you had a bigger universe here, um, you would see on your right side of where the price is, you'd see uh, – the 
you don't see that now because you don't have a very big universe, but it, you might try later, you know, that watch list going to the admin, because when that happens, you get um, the, what's called it, an X1, X5, so it's every, all the stocks are doing X dividends five days out, one day out, earnings one day out, and uh, earnings five days out. But um, just just keep looking for that. Are, are, are there any stocks that you're watching that, have, that are reporting in the next few days? Uh, we're not in the heavy part of the season yet, so really next week is is kind of when the he- when the real heavy flow starts. Uh, like bang, bang, bang. I think I think Apple, Amazon, uh, and Facebook uh, are all next week, if memory serves correctly. Are there? Any yeah, other- yeah. There, there's. Um, I'm looking down my list of of stocks reporting in the next five days, and there's quite a few. Is there anything so that, got- that you're that you're watching specifically? Well, Microsoft will be reporting. In the next five days, um, GE has had is going to be interesting because they've been in you know, this uptrend, and they'll be reporting in the next five days. So, are, uh, do, do you play these at all into the report? Yeah. So we we've been playing we've been playing GE you know, for a while. We had GE and we sold it out. So, you know, I don't necessarily play stocks into the report. That's not um, that's not something I do. What I do do um, is I will follow stocks. I, I'm kind of a bit of a momentum trader, so I'll, I'll follow stocks very closely, like uh, Trade Desk that you guys were uh, looking at. You know, Trade Desk is a big momentum stock; it, it has got massive uh, revenue growth, and and uh, and I look for stocks like that in my own trading. I'm kind of a, a growth technology growth trader, um, so uh, <laughs> they're, they're volatile. Yeah, but I came from the futures industry, right? So it's uh, a <laughs> So, you know, I'll, I'll be looking at those stocks, um, like t- more of the technology side. Um, I generally do not follow as much on the, you know, the, the GMs of the world, but I will be watching them because we did so own those earlier. Will, will you like buy a buy a, one of these tech stocks if it dips after earnings? Like Netflix, for example. Like, like, no, that's a bad example. Like, uh, can you like, like a tech stock that like dipped on earnings? Would you would you buy the dip on that? Maybe after a couple of days of consolidation, you know, you want it to kind of come in and, and form a base before you do that. I, I wouldn't buy it the day of. Um, I'd let it base out. Does the same rules apply and, for like Netflix, which like blasted off? Would you? Would you wait? Well, you, there, you go through cycles, right? With uh, with earnings. So, for instance, Netflix right now, you know, could have could have been uh, the last earnings cycle where things were well extended and they could have beaten their numbers but didn't beat it by enough and the stock could have gone down but you know they they've uh, you know we're in a different cycle now and it looks like companies are going up on earnings instead of down on earnings so depending upon where you are you know on the cycle of, of how these stocks have been moving and how far they've moved um, and that's a big indicator. The fact that Netflix went up yesterday on its earnings is a good sign. That means that the market will probably be rewarding uh, other stocks that beat, as opposed to you know uh, putting them in the doghouse if they didn't beat by enough. So I think that's a that's, that's a positive sign that, that Netflix moved upward off that uh, off that earnings report. Is there anything non-earnings related that you're watching, or is it just all? Now that we're here, earnings season. Are there any other drivers that that you're sort of paying attention to? Well, we're kind of in the earnings season, and we're also driven by these macro events. I mean, you know, there are times where you know your macro just takes over, 
I mean, both to the upside and the downside. So, yeah. you know, at, at this juncture, you know, we're really focused. We've had a short-term focus here on the macro and what, what stocks benefit. And there has been a, you know, kind of a broadening out of the market, um, which I think uh, Kathy Woods was talking about that. She's very positive the market. Some of the technical guys are, are not so positive. They think we're quite extended looking at the um, exponential moving averages. Uh, but then you have Kathy Woods in there saying, you know, we've got a, a broadening of the market, which should be very beneficia- beneficiary. So you've seen things like, um, you know, like um, uh, Freeport McMoran, for instance, has had a huge move. Lil- Lily's had a big move, which has kind of been sitting in the back background. Um, you know, Cliff has had a big move. So there's even the oil stocks, you know, some of these oil stocks have had pretty good moves. So there's been yeah. a, quite a broadening of the market here. Ford. <laughs> yeah, we talked about that earlier. Look, look Ford 15 is like, what's that, like going back on your weekly chart? 15 is the high for Ford. Like I don't know, Joel, how far back do you have to go? A long <laughs> way. <laughs> oh, wait, hold on. I can't call it found off-road daily anymore, right? <laughs> <laughs> you laugh every time I say I that. I do laugh every time you say that. Uh, right, for, I mean, we got to get to 14 first. Okay. 14 in mid-2016. Yeah. So there you go. And All we'll right. see what happens. Earning port 12. I see a monthly high at 12. Um, you know, check on your – this is a big two-day move. I you know, it broke out from the 1020 area. Not really, not much else to say about it, though. All right. SPs are leaking here a little bit, Spencer. Yeah. All right. Buck Andrews is the co founder of Inform. I put that link up on the screen there, inform.info. Buck, thanks a lot. Yeah. And just one other, just really quickly anybody that has any suggestions, we're you know, just getting this thing rolled out. So I'd uh, love for you guys to bang on it. Go to the blog, you know, just write your suggestions in there. Let us know what you think uh, so that we can continuing to improve the platform I'd, I'd call us we're kind of like a midterm beta right now midterm beta I, that, that's <laughs> i've not heard that before all right thanks a lot buck okay thank you all right uh h50 yeah triple d it, what do you, i mean like i said it, and you know nothing alarming here but it, what are you seeing what are you seeing in the shift in the order flow um not really seeing, you know, like we're speaking okay. a little bit here. One concern, like I said, the rotation, you know, was interesting yesterday because you saw a lot of those small names that, you know, had the storied stocks that have been really ripping. They did a little bit of dipping yesterday and the money rotated back. We were talking with Buck into Amazon and Apple had a great day and Google had a good day. And we're seeing that continue here this morning. You know, often I talk about the two day move. And this is what we're exactly seeing here this morning is continuation of like, oh, look, Netflix is starting to perk. Netflix is gone. So now Apple's perking up and Amazon's perking up and Google's perking up. And if we look here this morning, it's the same thing. Amazon's up another 27 points. Apple's up another 2% or 1.5% here. So you're seeing relative strength in the mega caps. So money okay. rotating from the smaller names into the bigger names. And, you know, and it's just, it's the rotation that's identifying that. If you identified that early yesterday morning, which I tweeted out. If you follow me on Twitter, I tried to tweet out these when I identify these rotations. I tweeted out fairly early, about 10 minutes after the open, because you could see it happening. Um, you know, there's money to be made there from identifying those rotations. So, but we're, you know, for the S&Ps, we've leaked four or five points. I mean, it's nothing. Uh, so, nothing right? are, are we, you know, are, you know, the one concern, you know, I will say is if Bitcoin starts to break down, you will see some of these moment, other momentum plays break down. It's not just Bitcoin stocks. Because Bitcoin, 
is you know the FOMO, you know, and they say, oh, oh, and then you know people don't people start to look at their portfolio and say, well, I'm way up in the stock. Not that it has anything to do with Bitcoin, but it makes them nervous. So Bitcoin kind of led a, a rally here um, in the last month and a half. It really did. When we went from twenty thousand to forty thousand, a lot of these smaller names just ripping higher as full FOMO took took hold. And now that Bitcoin's leaking a little bit, the market's getting a little bit nervous. But the overall market is still holding strong. It's going back to what it deems safe. So it's almost like a risk, you know, a, a risk off trade into FANG, which is, you know, it was something that we wouldn't have talked about six months ago. But that's kind of what it is. They see Apple and Amazon as stable companies that are, you know, going to be a, and, you know, and that make a lot of money. And obviously, you know, the, the valuations are still stretched for them. But you're not paying 100 times sales for Apple. You're not paying 100 times sales for Amazon. I mean, you're paying like four times sales for Amazon. So, so again, retailer, different story. So but, there's a flight to safety. but how and, they... and it flies in a fang, which is you know kind of incredible to think about. But, but, my, but my question is, how are they getting there? Is it they're flying United? I guess not. <laughs> right? Let's do uh, while the S&Ps go to scratch here. <laughs> uh, oh, for, oh, first of all, if you Netflix traded. You had your... You had, I got your joke, Spencer. You had um <laughs> Thank you. Acknowledgement. <laughs> I just, please. I, the jokes have been so bad that some of them aren't even worth acknowledging here. But <laughs> thank you. I did have a European rate remark. decision here this morning. Aye. Obviously we are leaking. Joel identified it fairly early, five points ago, so props to you. We're continuing to leak. What I, I think I've been taking some profits. I think we're overextended. I think we are. So are is the bull market over? Nobody yeah. knows. Nobody knows that. You know, I'm not going to say it is or it isn't. There's no way to know that. It's never over. It's, it's never, never over. over. Well, it's true. Markets went up for 100 years, so I guess it's never over. But is it time to take profits? I've been taking profits and stuff for a while. I set it off at the beginning of the show. I've been trying to take off some of my swing trades and starting to lighten up because I'm somewhat nervous that we're just overstretched. We're due for a little correction. But I don't know if you're a long-term investor, if it's anything to get alarmed about. Right, uh, for your Netflix people out there. Wait, Joe, real fast. Can you uh, share your charts again? Because okay. I, I I took them down by accident. That's okay. Um, I want to get these charts up. My so yard stream. And uh, and then after this, because you guys didn't take the bait, but I want to do UAL earnings. And we I, do I, UAL and fuel cell. Uh, yeah. Before I lose my train of thought again. Yeah. Five eighty six thirty four. Okay. Got to get above that. For your Netflix people gunning for, you know, we got to see 600 today. You, you got to get to 586.34. And right now, it looks a little tired. And the S&Ps are looking tired here. Uh, we're now down a stick. Uh, pre-market low, absolutely nothing there to lean on if we take out that pre-market low at 40. 75. Okay. United Airlines and then fuel cell. All right, UAL, uh, EPS on an adjusted basis. They lost $7 per share That's last impressive. quarter. Oh, oh, oh. That's uh, impressive. That was below the estimate. Above, worse than the estimate. Sales, they, they made $3.4 billion. I'm just going to read you the last few quarters oh. of, of EPS for UAL. Ready? They lost $7 per share in Q4. They lost $8.16 per share in Q3. They lost $9.31 per share in Q2. They lost $2.57 in Q1. Um, that is a bad Incredible. fiscal year. Incredible. Incredible. I don't to know what to say about money. that. I, I oh, they're burning like $37 million a day. So they, they, and here's the kicker. They see themselves getting back to 2019 earnings in 2023. When? So they went out three years. I mean, they're Did just they, throwing... 
you know, you don't you don't even know. Like they went out two or two and a half years they went out to try to get back to 2019 earnings. But that's just hoping we're past the pandemic and hoping the business traveler comes back and a lot of hope to try to get back there. And they don't know. They don't know either. So it's tough to be buyers of these stocks. I mean, on this reopening trade, what matters, again, I'm going to say it again, is does the vaccine work against the mutated strain? Because if we get the answer of no, these reopening trades are all in a lot of trouble and we'll, and we'll go right back into what was working in the lockdown. Because that's where we'll be heading, especially, you know, with Biden. And, you know, obviously Canada, you know, has been very strict on this. We're in a full lockdown here in Ontario for the last three weeks we've been. So, I mean, this is the what we are dealing with. We are not completely past this. And there was some bad news yesterday, which the market completely overlooked. But there was a study that they were talking about on the South African strain, I believe it was, mm-hmm. that they think the mutated str- they, the vaccine may not work as well against that. So, I mean, if we start getting that news, that's your reopening trade. Get the hell out. So that's what it's waiting for. It needs to know, do we work on the mutated strain or don't we work on the mutated strain? Because COVID's mutating fast. I mean, way faster than the flu. The president of the European Central Bank, Christine Lagarde, is speaking right now. And she just said that the COVID variants could require more stringent measures. So it's out there. Everyone acknowledges that. That's why you had. Uh, And that's what we've been talking. That is what. The, 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 the variant there, like the mutated strain, is a major issue for everything that's reopening. Everything. Your IWM is going to be completely linked to that because there's so many small companies, small businesses you know, that are in there. Obviously, you know, your tech stocks are going to perform relatively well. We know, you know, maybe it's yesterday we're giving credit to Netflix, but maybe some of it is that, you know, the people are worried about the strain. They know, hey, well, Amazon's going to do really well if we go into lockdown because people are more prepared for this trade now. And if you get news, don't think that everything's tanking. We'll go back to the lockdown trade. Well, you see stocks like Peloton, you know, maybe Zoom, but Amazon definitely, you know, benefits from a lockdown. It really does. If we're stuck in this pandemic here for, you know, another couple of years, and I sure hope we're not because I'm sick of it. I want to get out. But if we are, Amazon benefits from that. They do. So, I mean, you'll see that rotation going back into those stocks. But I'm scared. I'm scared that it may not work against that mutated strain. That's why I don't have a lot of reopening for trades. I've got NCLH, and, you know, maybe I should be right. selling it here. Yeah. But you right. want to buy UAL? If you want to buy UAL on these numbers, you are saying that we are past COVID. Because if we're not, trouble. You know what you call shoveling the driveway during a pandemic? An Tell outing. Us. <laughs> That's Joel's outing. outing. Yeah, That's what Joel does for excitement. He's, he's, not, five. he's not wrong. He's Feel not wrong. Self. Are you Feel in lockdown self. in Michigan? Are you in lockdown? Actually, the restaurants are reopening February first, aren't no, they? No, no, that's what that's what they said. But I'll I don't I'll believe it when I see it. Uh, uh, no, I'll believe it when I see it. Um, we're still in. I, save I guess a lot of money on gas. That's for sure. Yeah. So. Am um, I. What All about right, fuel, fuel cell? Fuel yeah, cell, fuel cell fuel is cell. on the upswing at the moment, but it took a dip this morning on its earnings report. Hmm. Q4 EPS, they lost eight cents per share versus a four cent loss estimate. Sales of seventeen million dollars, uh, which was basically in line with what analysts were expecting. Plug, Ballard Power, Fuel Cell—they all moved together. Fuel Cell took a long time to catch up; it finally did. 
it's a stock that seems to get life every once in a while and then eventually it collapses. But I don't know, maybe this hydrogen thing is going to carry for a while here. You got this Robin Hood story going. We saw this back in 2017. It had a big move and then it eventually went down to two bucks. So it's hard to just say, I'm going to buy fuel cell. It's eventually going to be a $100 stock. I don't know if that's the case. Um, I, I, I'd like to be bearish the stock. I really would. But I'm so scared of Robin Hood that I'm scared to short stocks. And maybe this is a sign of a top when you've got people who short stocks regularly, like I do, that are scared to short stocks. Maybe that is the sign that, you know, we're, you know, starting to like that everybody, everybody's starting on the top. Literally, there's most people know don't short stocks. They have people like me who short stocks actively. And I'm like, spooked to short anything. I'm spooked to put on swing shorts because I get punished for it. And maybe that's a sign when you're spooking out every single participant from the short side. Maybe that's a sign that we may actually maybe, you know, are due for some type of correction here. So I don't know. But technicals, give us a technicals FCA. Yeah, it, it had a nice dip, but it, it was bought. It was bought initially. Why not? Uh, that's what they do. <laughs> and uh, so you got, yeah, I'll call it, uh, let's call it 15 and a quarter. That spots some of your pre-market lows. And you got a bunch uh buck but not three quarters of a buck but i think if you're trading this one today actively you want to keep an eye on that, that close can we go green after this you know after be a dip you know dipping down a buck so you go 1678 you clear the close you start getting green i don't think you see 18 and that that splits the high so first things first I uh, got to get green. Got to clear that close in fuel cell at sixteen seventy six. I mean, people talking about fuel cell, you know, seventeen million. I don't know if those numbers are accurate, but I, I imagine they are. You know, seventeen million in revenue. And it's got five billion dollar market cap. I mean, the, the valuations are all a joke on all these companies. It's a joke. You can't use that metric. Eventually, that metric will matter though. So if the story, so if the story goes cold or it goes, you know, it breaks, the stock starts to break. That's when all of a sudden. You know, valuation matters. And I talk about that gap. You know, value investors are saying this is worth next to nothing. You know, so I mean, if it's not, if the growth in the Momo guys don't have a hold of it, that's when stocks really have the fall. You know, that's what we saw back during, you know, 1999. It wasn't the fact, it was a story that was carrying everything. The internet story was carrying everything. And then that story went cold. And the value investors said, well, you guys are paying 100 times earnings for, you know, Cisco. It doesn't make any sense. And that's when we saw the 19-year fall. I mean, there's a lot of companies, and that's not happening here because there's a lot of companies that are trading with reasonable valuations. But when you're buying these nosebleed valuation stocks, the story has to remain intact because eventually when the story goes cold, that's when you get the big fall. And all of these stocks probably eventually have a big fall. Not all of them, but some of them because they're not all Amazon. You know, they've got 100 EV plays out there. Well, probably 90% of these could end up zeros. You know, there's not going to be that many EV producers. So, you know, it's it's like trying to find which ones are going to be, you know, you know, Tesla's going to be there. It may be Neo, but, you know, there's a lot of other ones from the SPAC universe that are just concepts. So you don't know which ones are going to survive. So stay diversified is what I would say is the best way to play these things. And, you know, and then you can take on anything. But if you're going all in and margining in, you know, like the callers on CNBC, you know, last week that says, I put all my money in GameStop. You know, what should I do? Yeah, I mean... This is this is just not the way. This is the way to blow out your account when you're just going to go all in on one thing and because the thing's hot. I mean, yeah, it looks awesome when it's going up and you got all your money in one thing, but I'm all about still safety, growing your risk with base hits, not home runs. You know, do I need to make 200 or 300 or 500 percent of my portfolio a year? No, I'm comfortable, 
making really what the market's making and then doing the day trading to obviously, you know, where I make my bread and butter. But just coming in here and going all in on stocks and going 200% margin, I mean, you've got to be careful because eventually you will have an ugly fall and it's going to happen really fast. Everyone says that, that that type of behavior is reminiscent of 99 and the dot-com bubble and this won't end well. The one thing that I think is different, though, is that this time there are no commissions. So it, And it really is so easy and, and cheap. You're Good not paying point. commission. It's easy and it's, and it's basically free uh, to, to trade. You you do it. You roll over in bed and do it on your phone, right? It, it, so I, I, I just wonder. I think this can go on a lot longer than people think. For it that, could for that reason we don't know and that's why we're not trying to call a top here today right like 19 we don't know if we're 1996 1997 1998 we just know when i'm paying 100 times sales for something that story eventually probably ends badly because not all these companies are amazon so that's why my long-term portfolio do i have snowflake in there hell no would i put it on for a swing trade the technicals look good sure oh, yes but i'm yeah. not gonna you know that's why with blackberry i'm you know i'm nervous you know with it all the time because this isn't one of those plays to come in and you know this isn't one of those plays where i'm coming in and um getting hit on stocks this um <laughs> you know isn't one of those plays that i think is like long term going to 100 dollars. i think it's a momentum play yeah. so you know i'm like when does momentum cut when does momentum it could cut could it go to 20 dollars? i still held a piece it could it could go anywhere but when you're in these pure momentum plays, you can't look at valuation. You don't have that for a cushion. So the fall can be very dramatic when you don't have that to fall back on. You're buying something like Apple. Is Apple going down to $30? Well, maybe if the iPhone causes cancer. But unless that headline comes tomorrow, I don't think Apple, you know, you're, you've got some safety behind it because there's institutional ownership here. You know, there's big hands owning these companies. There's a billion ETFs that own it. You know, Amazon's the same thing. So it's just a different animal. You're not going to make 100% a year trading or holding Amazon, but you're not going to lose your shirt either. So it's all, I guess, depends on what you want to do. You or, want to get rich fast. You can go on all these speculative names. Just don't get caught. They're like hot potatoes, and they eventually are going to be ugly. You know, ask the person who bought Riot blockchain, you know, at $30, $28 four days ago. Now it's 19 They're not feeling that great right now. They're saying, well, oh, yeah, it's going to come back eventually. But you know what? This Riot blockchain. Does the Riot blockchain, Joel, have to come back? I think when the dust settle, Riot blockchain, when we look at it two years from now, it's probably $5 again. It's not yeah, Apple. If I, could, if I could play devil's advocate, or it could be AMD in, in 2016. It went from a dollar to $11 in one year. And now that, that was a long ways ago. Hey, right. hey, I'm going to go out on a limb and say Riot blockchain is not Not Riot. AMD. Not Riot. I, I, I'm, <laughs> I, I'm saying... <laughs> I'm going out on a limb here. Somebody, it's a pretty oh thick limb. Gosh, you, you <laughs> this really limb is like stepping out though. over like right. a well, huge that's what cliff. Said. That's why I was like, I thought right to Not riot, not riot. I meant like, I meant like, never mind. Okay. What do you think about that AMD chart? Just as we wrap things up here, it, lo- it looks uh, it looks a little tired, doesn't it? It 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 looks awful. I'm out of AMD. I sold my long and I okay. got on my call spread. I'm fully out. The chart does not look good. Does not look healthy. Intel is showing life. There's there's a direct inverse correlation between Intel and AMD. Yeah, that spread. We've been talking about that spread in, yeah. uh, originally. But... Intel's getting life here again. I sold my Intel um, because I just think it's overdone. It's from 45 to 60. But man, maybe this continues up. I probably, you know, if you were on to buy Intel right now, it's actually where I just sold it a few days ago. I probably should rebuy it. I mean, it's right where I sold it. And I'm looking at it, and it's holding up fairly well. I you mean, think they're, they're going to have a great report? You think they're going to have a good report? No. 
Okay. But but is the report better than expectations? But it doesn't matter because they haven't. They have yeah, new the CEO. new CEO. It doesn't matter. Okay, I know. I know. We got to yeah. get Colby back on before they're uh, soon, Mister right. Howard. That was an interesting day. All right. We are really keeping uh, trip. We we're we're way 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 over time. Alright. people I, don't want to listen to us. I anymore. just want to say, uh, upcoming on Spac's Attack later today. If you've been following ticker FSRV, they are doing a live interview with the company that is being acquired. Uh, Catapult is with the the, the CEO of Catapult. They're the What's one the symbol? FSRV. Frank, Sandy, um, Rocky, Victor. I don't think. The R is Finserve. Finserve. Yep. Finserve acquisition. They're buying a company called Catapult. Uh, it's a, a payments, uh, a point of sale uh, platform. So they'll have that at 11. Uh, you can find that on youtube.com slash Benzinga TV, where all of the Benzinga programming is. Thanks to our guests today, Mark Chaikin and Buck Andrews. Today's show is also sponsored by Inform. To learn more, go to in4m.com. Info uh, provides sentiment analysis on headlines. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and share this video wherever you're watching. We appreciate that. Maybe you're listening on a podcast. For those of you podcast listeners, please remember that all the information from our show is meant to be used as informational purposes, not for investing or trading advice. Everyone, have a good rest of your trading day. We'll be back at 3.40 p.m. Eastern Time. Until then, good luck and stay safe. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C.